Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Warning. Guests of The Roy Green Show may experience the truth, being in the hot seat, and in some cases, crying. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. It's the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. And people right across this country have been enraged over how teaching assistant Lindsay Shepard was treated by the professors and the administration at Loria University over her plan to include in the classroom dispositions taken by University of Toronto psychology professor Jordan Peterson concerning his refusal to address transgender students using non-existing pronouns. And uh, what... Ms. Shepard wanted to do was introduce uh, what uh, what Dr. Um, uh, Peterson has uh, said and introduced in debate in the classroom. And that set off, as you know, both the administration and uh, Ms. Shepard's supervising professor. Now, we're going to play you a little bit of what went on in that meeting shortly, and we'll play what Lindsay Shepard had to say about the Laurier um Apology, But joining us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network is the man who was really at the center of all of the chaos. And um, Dr. Jordan Peterson joins us, University of Toronto psychologist. And his book is 12 Rules for Life, an Antidote to Chaos. Well, Dr. Peterson, there has been quite a bit of chaos over the last, over the last week. Um, what makes you so controversial? What makes you so despised by your opponents? Uh, well, they they have a, what would you call it, proclivity for despising. So I just happen to be the most, one of the most recent targets. Um, I also didn't say I wouldn't use people's personal pronouns. I said I wouldn't use them if it was l- legally enforced. Right, because it, the 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 comments I had about Bill C-16 last year, which was the legislation I was objecting to, I made on the basis of being opposed to compelled speech. It has almost nothing to do with the transgender issue per se, but it was interpreted that way. And when I made that video, I pointed out very clearly that Bill C-16 was going to be interpreted exactly the way that the Lindsay or that the Wilfrid Laurier professors interpreted it because they accused her directly of breaking the law and of contravening the Ontario Human Rights Code. And I think she probably did because that's how the legislation is written. You're not surprised at what happened to her, I take it? No, it's exactly what I said was going to happen, except that it was worse. See, I, I couldn't even imagine that merely showing a video about someone discussing pronouns was going to be made illegal or unethical or, or, or be accompanied by the accusation of criminal behavior. I mean, you, you really have to be paranoid to go that far. But I read the surrounding policies relating to Bill C-16 last year and then talked about that in front of the Canadian Senate. It was obvious that it was going to be interpreted this way because that's how it's written. So yeah. it's... That's how things work. You know, laws yeah. are applied the way they're written. Yeah, you know, Bill C-16 was passed by a huge margin in Parliament. 
and supported by the Senate, so it is law, and a person must be identified by a pronoun which he or she believes represents his or her preferred way to be addressed. So he or she must uh, be replaced, he or she must be replaced, with uh, what everyone uh, to everyone else may be a non-word, a pronoun with which they have no familiarity. Uh, am I correct? And before you answer that, and if you fail to use the preferred pronoun to address someone who may be transgendered or non-gendered, you can be brought before the Ontario Human Rights Commission and found to be in violation of the accuser's human rights and freedom of expression. Then the question that I have is, what happens to your freedom of expression? Aren't you being forced by legislation to say things you don't believe in that? You just touched on that. Well, that was my point, and it wasn't precisely the pronouns per se that I was objecting to, except that I do think the made-up ones like Z and Zer, which no one uses or virtually no one because they're awkward as can be, um, the fact it's the fact that they're compelled that's the problem. And, and you know, the people, even this week when this happened at Laurier, one, one of the legal experts, so-called Brenda Kaufman, that I debated with last year, said that it was a stretch that someone like Lindsay Shepard could be prosecuted under the code, whereas last year she said that that was absolutely unimaginable. So, and people have been saying, well, no, the Laurier people just misinterpreted the Bill C-16 and the surrounding policies, but that's absolute nonsense. They interpreted them exactly the way, as I said, exactly the way they're written. So, yeah, it's compelled speech, and, and that's why I made a fuss about it last year. And that's why you ask why people are so opposed to me. You know, I think it's, well, it's because of that in part, but it's also because I've been ringing an alarm bell about the state of Western universities, including universities in Canada, which, because the universities are exactly as they were shown to be in that recording, the recording you're going to play. People are going to say two, two things. Bill C-16 was misinterpreted. Uh, by the laureate professors, which it was not. And then they're going to say, well, you know, this is an aberration. This is only occurring at Laurier, which is absolute nonsense. It's, it's completely representative of the state of the modern university. And you can tell that because one of the people in the meeting was actually an administrator hired by the university to do precisely what she did, which was to participate in this insane inquisition. What's your greatest concern about what's going on? What Bill C-16 may in fact be pointing toward? And I, I've read where you're accused, or you're actually accused of being a fearmonger, the ogre who warns of the rebirth of the Soviet, Soviet system of total control of a person. Uh, is, is that what your main concern is as far as C-16 is concerned, that it's going to change the most fundamental freedoms that are guaranteed to Canadians in the Constitution? Well, it's already changed that, but I'm more concerned, I would say, in some sense, about the fact that the universities, especially the humanities and social sciences, are completely full of people who have at the core of their doctrine the desire to take an axe to the roots of, of the Western culture, which they define as an oppressive patriarchy. And this isn't secret. All you have to do is go look on the websites, go read half a dozen women's studies websites, and you can find that out for yourself almost immediately. But people in the public don't understand that these people are serious about this, and that the universities are completely saturated by this kind of thinking. And it's not, I'm not supposing this. I'm, the, the research on this has already been done. If you 
look up Jonathan Haidt, who's a professor at the New York University of Business and a very esteemed scholar and a very moderate person, he's already demonstrated that the, the, that there's no representation whatsoever of centrist or right-wing views in most of the um, in most of the disciplines in the humanities and and in many of the much of the social sciences. So the takeover has already happened, and these people are going to be in place for the next 25 years. But they're putting social justice curricula in place in Ontario for people from for kids from kindergarten to grade eight. They don't even hide the terminology. You can look at the Elementary Teachers Federation of Ontario, and if you have any sense, you it'll curl your hair. So it's already this coup, so to speak, has already happened. So what you're telling me now, and what you've said in the past, and what you've written, puts you into a position where you're actually jeopardized as far as your employment is concerned. McGill University, a McGill University editorial this past week suggested that the University of Toronto rethink its employment of you. And from what I read about an interview that you gave, uh, the University of Toronto has not exactly guaranteed you uh, employment for, for the foreseeable future. No, no. I think the University of Toronto, I must say, they once they got over their initial shock at what happened last year, they sent me two letters of warning. Uh, but they backed off that very, very rapidly. And I would say that the University of Toronto has taken a pretty substantive shift towards the protection of free speech. And there are lots of these radical leftists who are trying to get me fired, but they're, they're not having much success. Some of them tried to get me kicked off Patreon, which is a volunteer fundraising site. Um, this week they started a petition and to get me tossed off for some hypothetical violation of Patreon's terms. And, and uh, 600 people signed the petition to keep me off, but 15,000 signed a counter-petition to keep me on. And that's about the right ratio. I mean, I have tremendous public support. And so I'm not really concerned. The Faculty Association at the University of Toronto tried to get me censured as well. They put in a formal complaint last week, but I don't think any of these attempts are going to bear fruit. Uh, I just haven't said anything that's controversial enough or unsupported by facts enough for the university to take that sort of risk, even if they were inclined to and I'm not absolutely convinced that they are inclined to. So. Dr. Peterson, I have another question for you. I'll ask the question, then I'll ask you to please hold on, and then we'll look for your answer. Okay. There, there was a national poll in the United States just a few weeks ago that had over 70% of Americans saying political correctness has shut down public debate on issues where public debate is most needed. Instead, there are riots at universities over what a conservative speaker is prepared to raise, riots which end the speaker's appearance at the university, and at least on that occasion, freedom of speech has been forcibly denied. And that seems to be perfectly okay with those on the left, because that's the ultimate objective that they have. But I'll ask you about that, what you think of that, that particular poll where you have more than 70% of Americans saying political correctness has shut down public debate on issues where the public debate is most necessary. And then the idea of rioting breaking out at universities over the issue of providing freedom of speech, the freedom of someone who is at the university to speak to do exactly that. We'll come back. Direct, hard-hitting, no-holds-barred. The Rory Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network.
If you're sending an email, send it to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. If you're following me on Twitter, it's at the Roy Green Show. Follow me on Twitter at the Roy Green Show. My guest is Dr. Jordan Peterson. He's a psychologist at the University of Toronto. He's the author of 12 Rules for Life, an Antidote to Chaos. And uh, we're talking about what happened to Lindsay Shepard at uh, Laurier University when uh, the teaching assistant was intending to play for her class a video featuring Dr. Peterson, and that was enough to cause all of the consternation with the administration and a supervising professor for which the university apologized. They had no option but to apologize. Um, Dr. Peterson, let's talk about this idea that that freedom of speech has already been so significantly compromised that not only in the academic world, but in the just in the wider world, you have more than 70% of Americans saying political correctness has shut down public debate where it's most needed. And then part B of that is what we've seen at universities in the United States, we've seen it to a certain extent in this country as well, where if a conservative is brought in to speak, they are shouted down and uh, there's the threat of violence. At Berkeley, there was great deal of violence and uh, and so they're in not they're not necessarily intimidated but the school becomes intimidated and then cannot afford the security is are, are we beyond uh, being able to control what you're most afraid of well think about it this way on, on that video clip that Lindsay Shepard showed that professor that I was debating so to speak his name was Nicholas Matt and he claimed on the video, that there were no biological differences between men and women, and that that was the scientific consensus for the last five decades. And yet I'm the professor who's deemed controversial and um, and, and tar- tarred with epithets like, uh, you know, that I have abhorrent views. So that shows you the sort of state of the university campuses. And And I would say, to some degree, the public at large, what's happening is that the absolute domination of the universities by this radical leftist agenda is starting to spill over into the general public. So, and that's going to happen far more than it has happened already. So our governments in Ontario, for example, and federally are far more left-leaning than most Canadians realize. So, I mean, that was evident in Trudeau's construction of the cabinet when he decided to use gender as the criteria for figuring out who should sit in the most important seats in, 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 in Canadian society. What would you say, what do you want to say then, or what would you say to the parliamentarians, including the Senate, which were by such a wide majority passed Bill C-16? I would say they should have read the damn policies, because I read them, the Ontario Human Rights Commission policies. And, and if they read them and still passed the bill, then, well, then... Worse, all the worse for them. This is exactly this Wilfrid Laurier scandal is exactly a logical consequence of that. It's actually an international scandal. You know, it's probably the worst thing that uh, has been reported of a Canadian university in almost in living memory, and it, it, it's really appalling. But and what's most appalling about it is that it's not an exception. It just happened to be that Lindsay, for whatever reason had enough presence of mind to record it. And I, I'd really like to know why she did that, because it's, you know, well, that speaks to the climate of paranoia on campuses, I would say. Well, I suspect that I'll be criticized for speaking with you on the air, even though all I'm doing 
is exercising what the Constitution allows, and that is freedom of expression. There'll be people who will say that I'm in violation, probably, of Bill C-16 by allowing you to speak. Well, if the interpretations put forward at Wilfrid Laurier have any basis in law, obviously the administration thought they did, or they wouldn't have sent that woman, Joel, in there uh, armed the way she was armed with her arguments. Um, it's it's clear, I thought, last year when I made the video criticizing Bill C-16 that that was probably already illegal. And, you know, it's worse because one of the things that's happened as a consequence of Bill C-16 and the surrounding policies is that we now have made it part and parcel of Canadian law that gender is separate from biological sex that it's separate from gender identity, that it's separate from gender expression, all technically separate, and that it's only constructed socially. There's no biological basis for it. That's now Canadian law. In the minute I have left, where's your support base? What's my support base? Yeah. Well, it's far larger than the, the, the base of critics. I have half a million YouTube subscribers. The 30 million people have watched my videos. If I put up a video now on YouTube, within two or three days, I get 150,000 views. Like, I have way more supporters than detractors, although you wouldn't know that necessarily from the from media treatment, although Christy Blatchford and Margaret Wendt and Rex Murphy and Conrad Black and Antonello Artuso, all major columnists, are all supporting what I'm doing. So... And so are the vast majority of Canadians who know about this issue. Well, you can add me to that list because I don't see anything, absolutely, you don't see anything wrong with what you're doing. Nothing. And well, it, 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 it's always, there's always something wrong with sounding an alarm bell when people haven't seen the fire. But believe me, the fire's there. Well, people can make up their own minds. All they have to do is listen to that Laurier video. Yeah, we're going to play a little bit. We're going to play yeah. a little bit of that shortly. Dr. Peterson, thank you very much for the time. I hope you'll come back. Oh, very nice talking to you, and right. thank you for the invitation. Thank you for the time. Yep. There's uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. So when we come back, we're going to play for you some of that meeting that Lindsay Shepard was exposed to, which she recorded, and then we'll play you some of her reaction to the apology issued by Loria University. Don't go away.